Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, March 18th. We are in peak March Madness in the NCAAs and NFTs are in peak madness mode right now as well. We're coming off a historic week in the NFT world, probably one of the single most important weeks in its short history. I've got Brett Ritchie on with me today to break it all down. Brett, how's it going? Doing good, Tyler. Uh, looking forward to the show. Let's, let's get into it. So if we're on the docket for today, we're going to hit Yuga taking over Larva Labs and really the world. We're going to talk ApeCoin and their huge first day. We're going to take a look at the leaked Yuga roadmap and see what's next. We're going to talk market winners and losers from the ApeCoin fallout and where we think the, the newfound wealthy BAYC community is going to spend their funds. Then we'll take a look at the broader market impact and we'll end the show with a bit of a one-on-one check-in on ACK and XCopy making some noise this week. So a lot to cover. Let's get into it. Um, so we're going to start with the news, which is ancient now, but it, it broke last Friday evening, a few hours after the show, when Yuga announced that they were acquiring the CryptoPunks and Mebit collections from Larva Labs, essentially the IP and they gave commercial rights to the NFT holders. So on last Friday's show, Brett and I were going back and forth on this as just a potential rumor, and neither of us believed it. Um, but it certainly came to fruition. We saw you know, a, a pretty wild weekend run. So Punks ran up about 10 ETH before falling back down. Mebits had a a similar price arc they ran into the mid sixes before falling back down um and then it's been i'd say kind of a week of cope uh, is the best way to describe it from the punk owners uh on the timeline as you know more announcements came out and the, the ape community seems to have been rewarded a lot more than uh, the punk owners but brett i know this is ancient news now it's seven days old but any any reactions to share from this rumor you know, coming into reality. I mean, I was surprised that Yuga bought this, right? I thought that another company would pay a higher price for punks just because when you have apes and you have all these other things, they're not as valuable. Like Yuga could put out a, a 20,000 set that would probably beat the Mebits floor price, you know, without having to buy them. So I think it's interesting, but then they basically solidify the top tier of um, PFPs so, I mean, it's it's tough to bet against Yuga, man. They're they're uh, they're looking very strong. Yeah, I think my reaction, and it's been a little bit easier or more reinforced after this week's events, is that they knew everything they've got they had coming in the pipeline. They knew how it would propel them upwards, and this just feels like an alpha move. Like they knew they could acquire Larva Labs and the the, the number one PFP, so they did it. Uh, just to, essentially to, to show that they can, that they're now the number one. And they've certainly did not rest on the acquisition news. So just five days later, Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, ApeCoin comes out with this tweet, introducing ApeCoin, a token for culture, gaming, and commerce used to empower a decentralized community building at the forefront of Web3. So the long-awaited, much-anticipated Ape Token announcement came out Wednesday evening, and it was a short thread, and they launched a website, which was really well put together. A few key takeaways here from the thread. First, the token was launching 8.30 a.m. Eastern Thursday morning yesterday. 
Uh, so really only about a 12 to 16 hour window to react to the news. 62% going to the community, the treasury, uh, 15% for the, the claimable airdrop, which would be about 150 million coins out of the overall billion. Um, so let, let's take a look at the website. So for our listeners, did a full hour breakdown of everything. Ape, that the website with Ludog on the Lucky Trader stream yesterday. So check that out if you want a full deep dive. We'll do just a quicker overview here. Um, but the website talks about what the ApeCoin is. It introduces the new legal entities and what the, the new infrastructure looks like. So Ape Foundation is the new legal entity that was created to be the steward of ApeCoin and to essentially oversee the DAO, administer day-to-day -day activities. The DAO is the, the community. Anyone who owns the Ape token can now get into the DAO. As I understand it, simply holding a BAYC or MAYC would not be enough. You also have to own some of the ApeCoin. They announced the board of the Ape Foundation with some fairly heavy hitters. Alexis Ohanian kind of headlining it from co-founder of Reddit. Uh, we've got other partners from FTX, Sound Ventures, Animoca, and Horizon Labs. And you know, I think Animoca Brands may be one of the biggest winners in all of this. We, we clearly see how tied in they are to this Yuga Labs world uh, and everything that they're building. And they've already launched a, a few games. Um, so that's a bit of the high level. They talk about some of the protocol and the use cases. So it's a governance token. It's gonna to be the primary currency of everything Yuga. Uh, it's gonna be you know, token access, it's gatekeeping access to different games, merch events and services. And then they're also doing some incentivization uh, and this was the piece that surprised me uh, probably the most from this website was that they're going to incentivize new project teams and builders to incorporate APE into their upcoming tokens and projects. So I'll pause here just from, you know, some of the, from the announcement, from some of the, the details about the token, how it's going to be used. What was your reaction, Brett? Anything to, anything to share? Um, this is about what I expected in terms of like the token functionality. They're an American company with doxed founders. So essentially we knew they were going to have a lame token, uh, you know, governance tokens historically, um, don't do very well. Right. We've actually seen this price movement a bunch of times. There's a, even a tweet out there, uh, that has like eight different charts. Um, ENS looks rare um x2y2 token phi uh uniswap where they have this big spike right at the start and then it's like a slow descent into obscurity and um i actually i don't like the distribution here right you get kept 38 percent for themselves uh and the vcs and only 15 percent went to the holders and i feel they missed an opportunity to give like a taste to the me bits and punks that they just acquired and then even there were rumors that people like me, and I think you who paper handed apes along the way, you know, would get some sort of uh, potentially like a small slice. Um, you know, I don't really care, but like, I think if they gave out just, you know, a tiny amount to people that had it at any point, like it, even $50 worth or something, right? It doesn't, it's not like um, it has to be a, a, a huge amount. Um, I, I would have liked that distribution better, but they kept so much, right? And they didn't give out that many of it. So I don't know. And, and the token is, is essentially useless. So for me, it's like you kind of can play greater fool theory early on, you know, but I don't think there's any way this thing's going to be $13 a month from now, but I've been wrong often about Yuga so far too. 
Interesting. So I think I am on the opposite side of a few of those uh, arguments. So agree that Yuga and the founders got a good chunk, right? So it's 16% for Yuga Labs and charity, 8% to the BAYC founders. Um, although 6% of the Yuga Labs is going to charity. So it's more like 18%. Uh, but plus the launch contributors to me is, is counts as Yuga for the most part. Yeah, fair. So, so then they're 14%. Um, I do think what people might be overlooking is the 47% or the 470 million tokens that are going to the treasury. It says 117 million unlocked at launch and then 7.3 million unlocked per month for 48 months. So it's not clearly spelled out. It's all speculation, but my read on the, the monthly unlock is that's going to be some kind of staking and or P2E reward pool. Um, so my view is I do think there will be additional incentives and tokens given out to the NFT owners. Um, and I think the market also believes that, which is kind of why the, the, the floors have held up fairly well since the news. Um, and, and we can get into that in a bit. I just quickly on the, you know, you mentioned it's, it's a, essentially a useless token. I don't know. I feel like I'm totally on the opposite side. I feel like there, there's a ton of use cases for this. Uh, it's, they've essentially said it's going to be the currency for everything Yuga. So you're going to need it to buy any Yuga branded project or NFT really going forward. I think we, we, we've, we've seen the last. That's like a, that to me is just like a, a forced use case. You know, that, that's not interesting. Okay. Like instead you could use dollars for that, but instead you have to use their coin. I don't, I'm not too, wow, that's ground. You don't, you don't need web three for that. That's fair. Um, I'll just say I, I was generally, I, I was happy with the, with the use cases, you know, the access to events. And now that they're, they're, they're clearly broadening their community, they're allowing folks who just own the, own the coin to be able to get into different events. I, I mean, ApeFest might be open to any, Ape token owner now. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, they're American, right? So, like, I'm not surprised. They kind of had to do something pretty lame. But, like, this token doesn't get you a piece of the revenue from Yuga Labs, right? And they just raised money from venture capitalists. So they've, A, kept double, you know, the tokens that they gave to the community. And then, B, they've they've taken in this investment, right? So, um to me, they have these other sort of um, objectives, right? Which is to, to create profit for this company. And, mm -hmm. and this coin doesn't get any access to that, which it can't because you're American. So I understand. I'm not saying like, right. I want them to go break the law, but it makes the token a lot less compelling to me. It's, it's very similar to Uniswap, where you have this awesome company that you would love the token to have a piece of the revenue from, but they're an American company. So it's just like a governance coin. And then that People, that was really hyped up at Moon, and then and then it's basically just, you know, slowly dwindling. So that that's my guess is what's going to happen here. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, I think the X factor to me is certainly going to be some of the projects and whatnot that they launch. I could definitely see uh, a price arc where you know ahead of every hyped sale, you know, the token spikes and then dips a bit uh, after that, but. I mean, I bought so, some yesterday to, to mint, try and mint something. So um, I'm not like some total hater. I wouldn't, I personally, I'm not buying it as an investment. Um, I get uh, people have done it, especially early on. I think it's fine to play the, the like spike, but I don't, I'm, I'm a little wary of where this valuation is going to land long-term compared to like 14 billion or whatever it's at right now. 
Yeah, so I mean, let's look at the coin action, and, and you alluded to this. Um, so it, it came out of the gate astronomical levels. It's typical, like first ten to thirty minute insane volatility in these tokens. It came out at like one sixty. It, it started. There were trades made at 50, 30, 20, all the way down. And then it, it basically settled in the nine to seven range for most of the daytime hours yesterday. And then I don't know if it was Asia waking up or what. Uh, I think a combination of that, potentially some short squeezes, but the, the coin just mooned and just marched straight up overnight. It basically went from eight or nine dollars per token all the way up to 18 at peak. It was around 15 this morning when, you know, Eastern Central Time, uh, when I woke up, when others woke up. And then I think a lot of folks saw 15 and started to hit that sell button a bit. And certainly can't blame them for that you know, a free token airdrop for all the ape community. That's 150 million tokens right there. Plus, I think a, a lot of the NFT community, a lot of the crypto Twitter community jumped in on the coin probably yesterday in that seven to nine range. So it was almost a 2X in 12 to 24 hours. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a, a big driver of the sale pressure. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be tough to predict where this thing goes. Uh, on the show yesterday, I said 15 was a reasonable target. It hit there. It's, that's 15 billion fully diluted. You know, right now the circulating market cap is about 1.8 billion or so. Um, so, I mean, you gave your your price targets. I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of slows trends slowly down to 10. Um, I think I'll be surprised if it goes much lower. You know, we we, we know Yuga raised at the 5 billion valuation. But I guess, you know, what, what's your target here in the next two to four weeks? Do you think it goes much below 10 or, or what do you think? I, I would guess six to eight if I had to guess, but I don't, I'm not um, much of a coin trader, right? Sure. Um, I don't, you know, this again, like um, they launched at 5.30 a.m. my time. So I didn't even bother trying to get up to like buy at the gun, which looked like it wouldn't have worked anyway. It started high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was seven to nine. And I didn't have enough confidence that it was going to run like this. I, I, I would have preferred like going long over short if I had to yesterday, but I just said, I'm going to stay away. Um, so like, I think early on, again, I do, I do think this is the kind of thing that can run and has run, you know, 13 is like, it's just, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not buying here. And, and like, you know, I get that people might, and um, that's fine. It's just not for me. I, again, I think this is just going to slowly, I think it's going to mirror the price action of like all these other airdrops we've seen of governance tokens. If it's the one exception, then I'm just going to be wrong, but I don't, I don't see any need to um, uh, buy it. And then in terms of like, oh, well, if you think it's going down, why don't you short? Uh, I basically don't short, right? Especially in this market because the obvious shorts, and I'm not saying this is an obvious one, those get attacked too. We've seen it with like GameStop and AMC in the regular markets. You see it with mm-hmm. um, a lot of times in crypto, like the, the savvy traders, they, they know how much um, short interest there is, right? And then they can just, uh, you know, blast in like a big uh, uptick to knock out all the shorts. So it's like, even if, if, you, if you're right, you know, you can still get wiped out due to just like sophisticated people. So um, for me, I'm just, it's a stay away. I'm watching it. You know, I'm not like anti-sweating it. I don't, I don't really care if it does well, it's good for NFTs. Right. So overall, I'd rather this token do well. Yeah. I'm with you. 
Uh, just a, a few more seconds. So I'm pretty similar sentiments. I had a chunk of ETH. I was ready to move on the coin. I was hoping to get in the five or six range and it just never happened. You know, it looked like it was going to get there. So there was up until about, yeah, it was around four o'clock, two, three o'clock central. It would just been steadily going down and it got to seven. I thought it was going to go back to that 5 billion range. And then of course, like I didn't see this huge run coming and it ran all the way up to 15. Um, so I basically sat on the sidelines uh, and watched this thing run yesterday. But the good news is it does appear to be good for the larger ecosystem, at least in the short term. Uh, so I'm going to show the, the Dune Analytics dashboard here uh, just to show the daily candles. Yesterday came in at 132 million in daily volume. We were sitting at 60 to 70 for the two weeks prior to that on the dailies. So we 2X'd what was the, the previous liquidity. I think there might be a bug uh, in the, the candle for today because it was showing me 72 million like four or five hours ago, but it seems like today is already also on pace to be a big day. So I did the math. It was like 2.2 billion pumped into the market through this coin. That's just in the airdrop. So we're going to see some impacts of that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the, the flips board on the 24 hour and, and take a look at where some of the action has been. So obviously BAYC, MAYC caught a, a huge chunk of this. They got around 12,000 ETH traded in the last 24 hours. The floors are at 93.20. I want your reaction. I, I had to admit this was a fairly shocking outcome to me that the floor held up this well. What, yeah. What's your take or reaction to this? I, uh, you know, I was wrong. I actually thought that the ape floor was going to go um, around punks, I think like 60 to 65 mm -hmm. is sort of where I thought it would go. If you take out the sort of value of the airdrop. And the other thing is, um, and I know they do have that other 47%. So maybe people are, are sort of valuing, I think that might be um, keeping it alive, but like with the 15% only, right. Every estimation I saw, every single price one, which most of them were totally delusional, had at least 30% going to holders. Um, and again, they, there's gonna be some voting. And so like maybe this 47%, you can stake Ape token, you can stake your like board Ape assets to, to yield some more of this um, token that's out there. I don't believe there's anything decided there yet. Uh, but for now, it's like, I thought people would be like, you know what, I, I'm not getting as much as I thought I was gonna get. I thought there'd be more, I thought the floor might drop ahead of the airdrop interestingly enough. Um, but again, I was wrong, right? The airdrop ended up being worth, even with 15%, quite a bit of money. It's like, um, it's you get like 10,000 tokens, right? So at this price, you're getting 130K for an ape, which yeah. is what, I don't know, 40 ETH or something. So then they were what, 100? So that, that would be 60, which is what I thought it would go to. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people thought that. And, and there was early indications that that was gonna happen. So let's talk the price arc for a bit. So pre-announcement, the eight floor had been dropping a bit. It was around 88.90. Uh, it was the last I saw. The announcement came out Wednesday, 5 p.m. It just started charging ahead. The mutants ran first, mutants and dogs, actually. Um, and then board apes ran all the way to 110 um, at about 8 a.m. Eastern, 30 minutes ahead of the airdrop. And then we started seeing some, some sales. And then the floor fell out. It went from 110 to 77 in that first hour post airdrop claim. And, you know, in, in that moment it was, or how far is this floor gonna crash? 
And, you know, certainly, you know, your target around the punks price was, was within range there, you know, just another 10% or so. But then it seems like folks started to, A, I noticed that the coin wasn't just crashing. It was holding some, it was in fact going up. I think folks started speculating on the staking re rewards, as you said. Um, and then, you know, I, I think a decent amount of the ape owners probably reinvested profits back into their own ecosystem. I think that's my, that's my take here. And and there's, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I'm just shocked that the floors are actually up on the 24 yeah. hour across the, across the board. Even the dogs are slightly up, which is probably the biggest shocker of, of all. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. There's actually precedent for this within the um, board ape community. When they did the dog airdrop, I'd sold my apes, okay? And I was like, these are going to dip once people extract the dog from the ape. So I had two earlier. I sold them early on, and I was waiting. I think they were like four ETH. So I was like, two and a half to three, these might hit when the dog gets extracted, and then that's what I'm going to buy uh, was my plan to buy back in it ran people took the dog out right you would and it ran to five or six so there's it's happened before where you have this airdropped asset and people take it out and and the, the ape still goes up so people just like they like um i think part of it's like when you see these these good airdrops because the dog was worth i forget what the floor was initially maybe two um but when you see these sort of valuable airdrops coming from you i think people are like well you know i missed that one but I know there's going to be something else coming, so I'm going to buy because they executed that well. So that's I think we're seeing a little of that here. It's like, well, I know that 40 ETH worth just got taken out of this ape of value with the token, but they keep delivering. That's awesome that they got 40 ETH. I want to be here for the next one. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk what's next. I want to dive in on some of the other winners, uh, at least in, in the first 24 hours post airdrop. So... I think some surprise, some I was speculating would be winners. So Azuki, I think the biggest winner of the of the day, non-BAYC ecosystem, up 35%. They were sub 10. We're trading in the eight to nine ETH range, and they're all the way up to 12.8. I think a lot of folks speculating on them being the best shot at the next BAYC at this point. Um, and, and I like that bet as well. Clonex next on the board. They got 1,100 ETH. Their floor up 8% to 13.2, slightly past Doodles. Doodles holding steady at 13.1. Uh, so those are the, the top of the board. Definitely green on the day. And then in the, in the next level, next wave, uh, we saw some of the newer projects get some love. So three landers bounced back up 27% to 2.08 2 ETH. And then the cyber brokers, uh, back to 2.69. Um, I think the the other surprising winner in all this is Phantom Bears back from the dead of 80% to, to 1.5 ETH. Um, but I, I'm curious, I, I want to ask, get your thoughts where you think some of the funds from the BAYC ecosystem could be rotating and or were you surprised with, with the first 24 hour action? Yeah, I'm, this makes perfect sense. I think, right? I think if, if someone had asked us yesterday what we thought would happen, Right, it makes sense, right? The, the people are going to take those profits, invest it, you know, maybe primarily into the next tier, so that the Doodles, the Azukis. Then those people are going to get a sale too, and then they're going to invest that maybe into the three landers, 
you know, we, it's, we've seen it before where the liquidity comes in now, especially this is a concentrated liquidity event in the hands of like a few basically wealthy, just by virtue of having an ape um, people within the ecosystem, uh, like every airdrop, the mutant was what, uh, 2,500 or something, 2000. So that's like 25, 30 K worth. Yeah. Um, oh, tokens. Is, yeah. Was, yeah. You know, that's, that's about in line with, with, uh, you know, a Nazuki, I guess that's a little more now, but, um, and, and then the ape they're getting what, I don't know, 30, 40 ETH worth. So, um, yeah, it makes sense. Like we've seen before when NFT people get liquidity, typically that money, you know, maybe 70% of it stays in NFTs. So it makes a ton of sense. They're going to rotate into Doodles and Azuki. And then those people that make a sale there, they're going to rotate into Three Landers and Fanta Bears and on down. Yeah, it's the standard trickle down. It is a tale as true as the NFT cycles that we've seen in the past year. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Coconian Pass. Um, we got a screenshot here just an hour before the show. Uh, and this shows the, the real data from what Board Ape Yacht Club owners are spending their funds on in the last 24 hours. Number one on the board, 10KTF, the Gucci Grail Mint Pass. The BAYC fam, all, all Gucci rich now, going straight for, for that set, 135 items bought there. The Benji Bananas, that was their P2E game that we all tried to get, was botted heavily last night. So that one's not too shocking. Uh, the dogs, of course. But the Gutter Juice, this is one that, uh, a bet that I mean, we both talked about it on this show. Um, definitely not surprised to see some rotation there. Uh, we talked to three laners and then, yeah, there's Azuki. Uh, and then if you factor in the floor price uh, of each of these, Azuki is definitely higher up from uh, you know a, a pure U.S. dollar standpoint on the board. So this is the real data. Shout out to Kony and love having this shared wallet data. And it's definitely something I'm going to start to look to use a lot more. Um, <clears throat> let's talk what's next so a part of all the rumors and leaking that that's taken place is a leaked overall roadmap for yuga 2022 so before we dive into this the founders have come out and essentially said this is from a pitch deck that circulated that they didn't even actually create uh, that was a note that they posted in their discord um, but then one of the founders on Twitter came out and said, you know, fuck doing expected things back to the lab. So right there, that kind of, those two messages don't exactly align. I feel like you wouldn't say back to the lab to me in the case that you're changing something, um, which would indicate that maybe this roadmap is correct. And early indications are this roadmap is correct, at least from this point in time. So I know it's a little bit tough to read. And so I'll, I'll walk folks through it. Um, this is the 2022 plans from Yuga. It outlines all their primary airdrops and fundraising events. January was the, the BAYC versus MAYC App Store game that happened. March, Ape Token, and then Metaverse 1 to 100K land sale. Um, we've already seen the Ape Token drop in March, and there's about 13 days left for the land sale. Um, and then we can get into the rest of the roadmap later. I guess first reactions, do you feel like this is a true roadmap? Do you think it's fake somewhere in between? I think it, it might've been true, right? But again, it said basically the founder or one of the founders said, don't, don't trust it, right? We might switch it up in so many words. 
Um, I think that's interesting, though. If they do have land coming that you need the token for, that should obviously like support it um, in the short term. And then I would imagine you'd see some sort of sell-off after, but maybe not if everyone's just turning... Um, if that coin is basically just being turned over to Yuga, who then would just hold it, um, maybe not. But I mean, I mean, I'm interested. Like, I'm definitely buying land at some price. I'm pretty bearish in general on like expensive metaverse land at this early stage. But um, these guys have to have a, as good a shot as anybody to pull something off there. Yeah, I'm with you. So there was even an article written by I believe it was the Block who focused on the land sale. Um, so the, the rumors, the speculation is it's gonna be a two-part virtual land sale from Yuga. The first 100,000 plots coming in March, 30,000 airdrop to owners, 70,000 public sale at around one ETH price. Um, of course, now the speculation is that will be in the APE token. Um, and I absolutely believe that will be uh, a factor that keeps the the token price somewhat elevated here uh, for the next two weeks, um, especially if that land sale comes, you know, in, in the next week or so. And then the, the second aspect, the, the speculation is that then in August, they're gonna sell another 100,000 plots of land. So 200,000 plots at the one ETH price point, it, it got a lot of <clears throat> folks fired up on Twitter saying it was a huge cash grab from a company that's already been raising money. Why do they need to do this? Um, certainly understand that argument. But then when you look at Sandbox to Central Land, those are huge. They have huge volume of supply as well. Um, and you know, to me, the reality is the 70K public land sale, if that happens next week, is going to be an absolute gas war. And I'll, I'll be gunning for it. I'll be accumulating Ape Token ahead of that land sale as well. I think it's going to be a pretty hyped event. Um, the, the rest of this, I, I agree with you. I think there's a big potential for them to change this. They've got an airdrop uh, hinted in May, something called CODUS. Then the, the BAYC MechaDog, so potentially benefits for the dog holders coming later in the year. That appears to be the, the other big milestone. So certainly don't expect this to play out exactly line by line, but it seems directionally accurate to me. Oh. I just realized though they the prices there when it first came out with the, the land sale they were they basically took the entire projected revenue and and were like they're going to make 400 million on land therefore it's going to be like an ETH per plot uh I think it was only like 100 something on primary land sale is what they projected it was like a bunch of all the other revenue comes from these other secondary and, and uh primary things so it uh it might be what 0.3 0.4 so that that's pretty interesting to me at that price point for sure. Even an ETH, I think, is is probably fine because so far Yuga hasn't missed. So you know, I'm I'm willing to roll the dice. But yeah, I think it'll be yeah. Good. I, I'm I'm actively planning for that sale to take place the next two weeks and, and accumulating funds. I think it's going to be a slam dunk play uh, for the most part. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we've, we've covered this in good amount. I think just final final question here. Do you feel like the NFT space has now shifted to Yuga versus everyone else? And do you think other projects have a shot now or kind of where do we go from here? I'm a rising tide lifts all boats um, type of thinker in general in this space. 
And then I've never ever in my life been in an industry where there's just this one dominant player and that's it. Like I played poker, you have poker stars and full tilt, party poker, like DFS, right? FanDuel and DraftKings. So I don't think there's any world where it's just Yuga and everybody else. Like I think Clonex to me is the most interesting of the next tier because they have that Nike marketing machine, which is just legendary. The question is how much, you know, it's still like some tiny line item compared to Nike's overall business. So there's some, some question as to how hard they're going to push this. But like the, the supreme upside is there. Like I think Clonex could, in a, in a world where um, things go right for it, I think they could flip apes. Um, I don't even have a Clonex, so I'm not just like some delusional guy pumping my own bag. But like in a world where Nike really turns that marketing machine on for these, I think they could do very well. Now, I'm not sure that they will. So um, I'm, it's certainly like an underdog to flip apes, but I think it's possible. Yeah, no, a couple of reactions to that. You know, first, uh, I'm with you. I, th I think it's definitely going to raise all tides. And I think a lot of people who missed out on apes or sold early, they want their own shot at that, at that yeah. absolute moonshot 100x, 1000x. And we're going to continue to see chasing of the best uh, proven players up at the top of the board, as well as some of the flashy new mints as those come out. And, you know, we saw, you know, a huge new project come out in January of this quarter it'd be foolish to think we're not going to see another huge project come out in Q2 and Q3 and Q4. So these things are going to keep coming. There's going to be additional chances. And as for BAYC getting flipped, I mean, the, the argument there is diminishing returns, right? Like, so ape owners have already been delivered so much incredible value. At some point you can't continue to match that, right? I think the minters got a 2000 X uh, as of yesterday. Like if you minted held and, and got all the um, air kept the airdrops or whatever, like you're up 2000 X in, in nine months. So it, yeah. it's going down as one of the single most profitable investments of all time for anyone who minted and held, which you can't really say enough about. Um, but is there potential to, for others to flip? Absolutely. It's because, you know, th there are going to be low periods in this 2022 roadmap, right? And of course, there's going to be the staking, which is, the, or the potential for staking is maybe an X factor in this. But as other teams deliver and run up, I think we'll we'll definitely see some challengers. But it, they've definitely laid out the playbook for, for how to execute an NFT product in year one. Um, well, let's quickly go through the, the market board. We've touched on a lot of these. I just want to round out the, the seven-day view I think my big takeaway is, you know, we're showing the top 25 right now. It's mostly green. You know, a lot of folks were worried that the ape coin would just suck liquidity out of the market and just into that ecosystem. And, and that's not proven out. And it looks like it's starting to benefit everything. 80% uh, of the board is in green on the week. V friends are up at 16.7, up 17%. We touched on the rest of these. World of Women is holding steady, 8.9, up 12%. Gutter Cat Gang, we mentioned the gutter, the gutter Juice as a winner. The Gang is up 30% this week, 7.9. I think that's a really interesting play with just 3,000 supply. They're doing yeah. their Gang token. Uh, you know, Clearly, folks are speculating on that one. Invisible Friends, the Cats and Kongs are, are in the red, but somewhat held steady. Uh, and then let's see any other notable ones. Cryptodes and MFers back in the CCO 
Toad's up 60% to 2.9. MFR's at 2.9 as well. They're the same price. That's a little interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. This is the first time they've really held yeah. the same price point. Um, there's certainly a new narrative being driven out in the market right now of, you know, utility projects versus, you know, CCO type that just, you know, let it be a collectible, let the community do what they want with it, but don't have any expectations. Um, DC investor famously the, the one driving that ship the most right now. Um, but clearly there's parts of the market, there's collectors and traders who are trying to focus there and make that narrative happen. Um, but it, it seems pretty clear that the, the utility plays are more profitable, at least here in the near term. All right, well, let's, let's jump into one-on-ones, then we'll, we'll close the show out for today. But a couple notable headlines. So friend of the show, Alpha Centauri Kid, dropped this new piece called The Shady Bunch uh, just a few days ago. You see the tag on here, Dive Deep Web 3, Come Fuck With Me. It's got the nine different uh, PFPs, if you want to call it. Um, they're all animated in their own different ways. Uh, yeah, this was minted three days ago. Put it up for auction. The reserve price of 35 Then Comfy Devil got it uh, with 54 ETH to win this piece. And what also came with this was he got to pick one of these nine uh, to make his PFP and ACK made him a, a special PFP to go along with this. Um, so I, I love this one. It's definitely a fun piece. Curious for your take and which one of these nine you would have picked for your PFP. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's cool. You know, again, I'm not a buyer at a 54 ETH one of one art or 54 ETH anything to be fair. Um, so it's like, I think it's super cool. Looks good. It's I like to play in the Brady Bunch. I think I'd go, it's a tough call. I think I'd go top left. The clock, the guy with the hoodie and the clock face, if that's what it is, looks pretty cool. So if I had to pick one, I'd rock that. That's what he picked. That's what Comfy Devil picked as um, well. All right. Uh, I'm laser eyes. Laser eyes for me, I think my number two would be the, the, the laughing like shadow here at center bottom. Um, but definitely a cool piece. Shout out to ACK, who also seems to have his, I think it's 1K set. It's not really a PFP, but it's a collectible larger set um, that's going to be coming out soon for those who own ACK tokens. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be heavily anticipated. And then Xcopy had a big announcement. Um, <clears throat> we'll see this video here, but he posted uh, just yesterday essentially stating that traders redemption is coming on nifty gateway there will be a burn mechanic to be able to qualify for this drop on march 24th again on nifty uh, and then it looks like only afterburn qualifies for this so the afterburn market uh just went absolutely off on this news this is a pretty large addition size it was his lowest uh entry point uh piece of art that that i'm aware of in the weeks leading up to this, it was holding around a four ETH floor. It essentially doubled to eight ETH on the news. It's since come down a little bit. We see it at 7.69. Um, the Guzzlers, his next lowest addition, up to 14.3 ETH on the news. And then the Grifters have been on a nice run as well. Those were, had been settling around seven to eight ETH. And those are back to 11. Um, so <clears throat> it does seem... Uh, to be part of the narrative of funds 
moving over to CCO, but also to some of the grail artists out there, uh, especially for those who think we might be in for a bear and looking to invest in things that will maybe, you know, hold steadier over time. Uh, so that's my take on this one. I certainly think that X copy drop will be an interesting one. If there's a, if there's a secondary uh, available right off the gun, that could be an interesting one to play. Have you done much on Nifty Gateway at all, Brett? I've done a little bit. It's not a platform I particularly like using, but um, it's fine. It's just like it's like a weird hybrid, right? Of like credit card normie land and then and Web three crypto but like you can like deposit the nfts there you can withdraw like i bought like a steve aoki thing and like a pack thing Marat. um <laughs> merge i don't i don't know I, yeah merge um but i don't really use it i don't i don't really look at it um if i had an x copy I'm, i'd happily hop on nifty gateway to to use this drop um i doubt i i'd buy the secondary yeah, we'll see. Uh, definitely will be one worth looking at uh, as X remains one of the you know top, if not the single top, artists. Um, yeah, he's goaded. It's just to me, I don't, I, I don't like the um, the price point as much. I'd rather find the next X copy or try to um, than than hop on there. I'm sure, like it could do very well. The like, Grifters is almost a double from the floor from around where people got in. Mm -hmm. So I think that his stuff, he's pretty goaded as like a legend, you know? So I, I don't, um, it's certainly, I don't think it's like a bad thing to buy it. It's just not for me. Absolutely. And then we'll, we'll just round the show. We'll, we'll show some floors here. We, we touched on the PFP. So I'll just go to art blocks uh, for those who are still interested in that market. Fidenza's top of the board at 65 ETH. They're up 26% on the week. We actually did see some people who made, uh, money in the eight-point airdrop, rotate that to Fidenza's. Um, Mike Dudas is one of those. Ringers holding steady at 38. They're down 3% on the week. Elevated deconstructions. It's a, it's a low supply set. There's a rough week for them down 47% to 28 ETH. Um, the Dino Pass by Hideo holding at 18, down just 12% on the week after that big announcement of his game. Um, let's see where the next one is. So archetypes at 10 ETH, those are down 10%. And Chromie Squiggles at seven, just down 5% of the week. So those are holding somewhat steady, uh, but not still not too much volume in art blocks these days. Although we've heard rumors that this next series is going to have some, some big artists coming. So maybe that will uh, revive art blocks a bit. But as for now, it still seems pretty quiet. But... All right, Brett, that was everything on my list. Anything else you want to chat through here today? Um, not not particularly. No. I, I will say this. There's a drop I like on Sunday. Um, oh, nice. I, forgot, sure. I didn't I didn't mention it to you, so you don't have a link for it, but it's called Juice Box Friends. Okay. And it's 0.024-6969 supply. And um, I it's it's these like Pepe looking people that have different accessories and they, they're drinking a juice box. So it's like a meme. There's no roadmap, no discord, no utility. And it's 0.024. So it's cheap. And like a lot of people are rocking these already. Cause she did a, uh, like a 250 custom set of them. Oh, nice. And, and so it's on Sunday and I'm, I'm going to be in there. 
Yeah, I was gonna. I meant to ask. There wasn't much on my radar for upcoming drafts, which is why I didn't cover it in the show. But I missed Juicebox friends, so I I, I like what I heard there. Memeable 0.02 entry price. The the market's liquid again. People are looking to speculate and, and gamble yeah. a bit. I think that one is has got a shot to do well. Uh, it's so a gamble, right? Like the meme at those prices too. Can, like if it doesn't get going, you're you you're die. basically you know. But yeah. I like it. Um, so. Nice. We'll be on the lookout for that. But Brett, thanks for joining today. As always, appreciate having you on. To our listeners and viewers, thanks for tuning in. We will be back next Friday to recap the weekend NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there and maybe enjoy a new bull market. Talk soon. Bye.